welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 187 here. I will fix the overlay right away. Joined by uh, Remo. There it is. Here we are, boys. Another week. Another week of us ranting about what's going on in the MMOsphere. I want to I wanna start this week off with a, with a fun little video I took last night. I'll tell you, I was on my phone last night reading Twitter, as I do before I go to sleep every night. And I saw an ad for a mobile game, Althaya, a game called Aurora Legend. Have you heard of that one? No, no, I have not. Okay, so this is a game that I'm sure everyone's seen ads for. They advertise like crazy on Twitter, on Facebook, Pornhub, YouPorn, everywhere. Right? I'm seeing these ads everywhere. No matter where I go, I'm seeing Aurora Legend ads everywhere. So I wanted to record this one. So what do you think, Althaya, about this, about this ad? All right, let's put it on here. Let's pop it up, boys. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, my first thought, very well targeted. So whichever algorithm recommended this to you is uh, yeah. is doing its job. I guess you're right. I guess the, the algorithms have really targeted this perfectly because in the video what you're seeing is a breast slider from small to big going up and down. And you can see the breast on the right side is like just changing size. And there's, of course, a facial slider and a thigh slider as well, apparently. From thin to thick. <laughs> All right. I have a good I have a good thought experiment. Hmm. Who do you think... So Google should have a, a service where... Um, you know that thing they did where you can put a picture of yourself, a selfie, right? And Google will like match it to like an art piece or something? Okay. All right. So imagine a Google service. You log into your Google account. And there's a button that says, guess my fetish. You click it and Google algorithm churns. All the data they have on you, YouTube viewing, Google searches, emails, all your, you know, texting all your emails. Mm-hmm. And it guesses your fetish. I have no doubt that can accurately predict most people's fetishes. <laughs> I, it, with all the data Google has on me, within three seconds, they'll know exactly what I'm into. <laughs> That's actually pretty interesting. And then, like, they, 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 can, they can sell you, like, the perfectly targeted ads. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> it would give Snake Girls the chaos, exactly. That'd be awesome. It's coming, boys. This is remarkable that so many mobile games have ads like this nowadays. If you've noticed, actually, I think a lot of games, like a lot of these mobile games, the ads start off relatively uh, straightforward and like fantasy-esque. Remember, um, like Azure Lane, for example. There's some busty girls in it, right? But it's supposed to be like um, with these anime waifu of ships. The ads for that game used to be like girls in like, uh, like sailor outfits on ships, like with missiles and stuff. But now the ads are just all these girls in bikinis and stuff. And you see the same thing for um, Langris or Mobile. Their original ads were just very straightforward, like fantasy ads. And they've all devolved into very sexualized, like unrelated ads. Yeah. They're all going down this route. It must work. You know what's funny? A lot of these companies do something called A-B testing. Where they'll, mm-hmm. they'll experiment with two versions of uh, an ad. And then the one that does better, they'll keep and take away the old one and then try another version, right? I can save all of them some trouble, right? Go right to the titties, all right? Go right to the bikini pictures. Save yourself a few steps, okay? Boom. That's it. All right. We, we have to look at this evolution of Ebony ads one more time real quick because this goes well with Altai's A and B testing logic. So like, like you said, companies will run two ads at once, and then they'll stop using the one that performed worse, and they keep running the one that, that runs better. And then they'll put a third ad to keep, and they'll keep busy testing multiple ad formats to see what performs the best. So this one game called Ebony, they used to run these ads where it's just free forever. You see a guy in a night armor and a sword and a shield and look at the progression of these ads as they found out which ones do better and better and better and better all right so we got a real lady here then we have some uh, anime titties the sword getting into them we scroll mm-hmm. down the titties get bigger scroll down 
This is a very modern lingerie look. Scroll down more, and we just got basically this could be an ad for like the, you know, a campsite, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite is when it when it gets, oh, it gets right worse. Just the boobs. That those are my favorite. Now, you can distill this ad into just just a pair of tits, like nothing else matters. Just they got rid of you know they realized the the woman's face isn't even important. Get that out of there. It, it's distracting. Let's get right to the good stuff. Is what this ad is telling. It gets us. even better. Look at these. This one's literally like a blurred out naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest free online game, boys. I love it. Play secretly. <laughs> I love this one. What am I signing up for? Am I signing up for like a porn site or a game with this one? All right. There's, there's one because there's one more obligatory mention of another ad that we have to show, and this is actually my favorite ad. This is no joke, boys. Back in the Emohat days. I've seen this ad personally on mohut.com. Okay, this ran on our website years ago for a game called War Tune. This is a real ad, boys. Well, they're not wrong. We all deserve a good orgy. I think everyone, everyone in this stream deserves an orgy today. So the ad says, you deserve an orgy today, and it's got this anime girl in it, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> Finally, someone understands. Exactly. These, it's remarkable to direct, but this happens with mobile games, right? And, and web games. It doesn't really happen with PC games or actual gaming. It just seems like mobile game ads have always devolved into just being a pair of boobs or just extremely sexualized. And it's always completely unrelated to the actual content. Well, it tells you something about the audience, uh, what, they're, uh, <laughs> what they're into. I guess so. I guess so. Anyway, we should move on to some actual news. I got, I got, I got a big topic to hit on. Uh, okay. If you have anything else, I'll play. All right. We have a big announcement came out yesterday. My PC gamer originally about uh, Square Enix working on a brand new game. Oh! So the I put the article up on Emos.com. Definitely a little bit clickbaity. It's a Square Enix's next gen project moving into large scale development. It's going to be likely an MMO. That's my uh, editorializing over there. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it is be, it is being developed by a third development, one of the studios over at Square Enix that's responsible hmm. for Final Fantasy fourteen. So while we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, my uh, speculation is that it will be an MMO based on a few factors, namely uh, the studio working on it worked at Final Fantasy XIV. It's being led by uh, uh, Naoko Yoshida, Yoshi P, that's the lead director for Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, we also know um, that about a year ago, while this was in like early development, uh, Final Fantasy XIV sent out a survey to a bunch of random users saying, what would you like to see in the next Final Fantasy MMO? So there was a survey a year ago that asked players directly what you would want to see in the next Final Fantasy MMO. Which led people to think, okay, maybe they're making a new Final Fantasy MMO, but nothing happened for about a year. And now this came out, and it could easily be another Final Fantasy MMO. However, there's one, but there's one problem with this theory, is that on previous occasions, Yoshi P himself has said that basically they don't want to have two competing Final Fantasy MMOs. It doesn't make sense. They would rather make one game really good and keep adding new content to Final Fantasy fourteen rather than make another parallel MMO. Which leads me to make a hot take that this is going to be a Final Fantasy mobile MMO because it wouldn't be be competing with the PC version it fits the timelines with the with the surveys and it all makes sense you know that's my that's my hot take okay so I I got a question for you when did what what year into PlayStation 4's life cycle actually no this game 514 came out for PlayStation 3 right 2010 was original original release for PS3 that's crazy. So, okay, I think they should make a mainline one, not a mobile one, for the PS5 launch. That would be a huge uh, mm-hmm. system seller. So if I was Sony, I would, you know, try to cajole them into doing that. 
So yeah, the big, mm-hmm. so probably mobile probably makes the most sense. But I do I think I think we can remain a little hopeful because mm-hmm. you know it's been what a whole generation, the whole PS4 generation since uh, Final Fantasy fourteen came out. So I think we are due for a PS5 era MMO from Square Enix. We also do know that Square Enix is working on some Avengers game as well, some uh, the Avengers project game. So it could be completely unrelated to being an MMO. I mean, we don't know for sure it's an MMO or not yet. If you look at the if you look at the official website, the recruitment page for um for Square Enix's third headquarters studio, you know, on that page where they have job listings, they talk about like they're looking for people with references to Final Fantasy fourteen and Dragon Quest ten, like people that have worked on MMOs in the past. That's kind of always in their job listings. So it makes us think it's gonna be an MMO, but it could literally be anything else. It could still it, it might end up being something completely unrelated. So we don't I, I wanna say very clearly, we don't know what's gonna be an MMO, but I think it's gonna be an MMO based on the context, based on the the survey. Nothing else makes sense. Why would they send out a survey a year ago asking Final Fantasy fourteen players, what would you like to see in a new Final Fantasy MMO? Like, that question has literally no relevance to that work on or thinking about a Final Fantasy MMO. Final so, Fantasy Battle Royale. There you go. Final Fantasy Battle Royale? I, I don't know. Maybe who, who knows? <laughs> you start as 100 Moogles. You land on an island. And then you can embody different characters like... Cloud and Tifa, you jump inside them yeah. as a Moogle. You control. Ooh, I like that. So instead of finding equipment, you find like you find like Tifa laying on the ground, and you just jump inside of her. Yeah. And then you control her, right? And you yeah. find uh, you know, Lulu and stuff and Aerith. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So Moogles are the real leaders of the world. All right, when you think about it. <laughs> but, but yeah, right. All we have is speculation right now, though. I love this website, by the way, for the job application. Everything's mm-hmm. in Japanese, right? Except the mm-hmm. subtitle on this banner. The title is Japanese. The subtitle says "A new project underway." <laughs> there you go, boys. A new project underway. It's supposed to be a. It's supposed to be a big project too. That they're labeling it their um their next generation project. So this is not just like kind of like a throwaway thing. It's being labeled a next generation project. And actually, it ha- there has to be th- listen. There has to be something big in the pipeline. First of all, because we can we can we can read some tea leaves here at the MOS.com podcast, right? This is we're gonna bring some insight over here. So in order to meet their own revenue projections, screenings, in order to meet their own, I think they, they said they would make fifty billion yen in revenue. In order to meet those projections, they need a big release. Like all else being equal, right now with their current announced titles, they have no chance of hitting their projections. So their projections are still calling for I think 50 billion yen, or is it 40 billion yen in revenue? And the only way that happens is that some kind of big release. So whether it's going to be that new Marvel game, I don't know if that's going to be able to sell some crazy amounts. It's Marvel, so it might. Uh, we already know Final Fantasy 14 uh, Shadowbringers is coming, but that's not going to be enough to move the needle that far. It might be uh, something about Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake. And if not, that, there's got to be something happening in the next 12 months that'll be a big, big sell for Square Enix. So something I think is going to happen. Some, something's going to release in the next 12 months. I don't think this MMO, if this is an MMO, it's not, that's not going to be the one coming out yeah. in the next 12 months. I was going to say, even if you're right that they need a big title yeah. release, this one seems like it's just yeah, entering. Not for yeah, it's probably not this one. I do think it's going to be an MMORPG. And I, we will learn more, I think, at, um, at uh, E3 in June. where They'll make some kind of big announcement for there. I mean, they had a chance to make an announcement at um at FanFest, but I think, you know, FanFest is kind of centered around Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe. So they didn't want to maybe put something else in there. But uh, I think I think we'll get, but we'll get I think we'll get some kind of big announcement from Square Enix uh, in in E three. Cool. But it's got to be an MMO. What else is it going to be? Uh, I think I think you're right. I think it will be an MMO. I think it's going to be a mobile MMO, boys. Calling it. I'm telling you, it's going to be mobile. It might be. It might even be related to their pro- their collaboration with Tencent because I know um. Tencent and Square Enix have w- agreed to work on projects for the, f- the Chinese market as well. Could be something related to that too. Yeah, maybe. I I think. Well, when is PS5 supposed to come out? Twenty twenty, right? At the earliest, like late so. twenty twenty. Like you know. Um, 
So I don't know why they would be announcing this now if if this was supposed to be like a big mainline console mm-hmm. PC. MMO. Well, again, they didn't really announce. All they announced today was basically that they're about to go full scale development on this next generation project. That's all we know. We just know they finished their preliminary stuff and they're doing full. They're going to be starting their full scale development soon. Uh, well, I mean, in that case, I really hope it is a late like 2021, 2022, you know, PS5, you know, MMORPG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, new Epic Store exclusive MMO. I've been seeing a lot of hate on my Twitter uh, Twitter stream lately about the Epic Store still. It's been continuing, boys. Everyone's just nonstop knocking on the Epic Store. Yeah, the latest uh, con- controversy is Borderlands 3 is going to be on there as exclusive. Yeah, and some people have been saying, I, I, some of my buddies have said, oh, if it's on the Epic Store exclusive, I'm not buying it. But it just seems like, I don't know, Like I, I prefer Steam as well. But if I want to play a game, you know, double-clicking on the other launcher isn't going to kill it for me. Epic Store equal Chinese spyware. Yeah, actually, they got. Oh, did you hear about this controversy? Hmm. So apparently, the Epic launcher was taking your like hardware and your game launch data, even on like Steam and stuff, and like sending it to. Uh, Yikes! Yeah. But they That's said, uh, but they said it was you know, diagnostic stuff. Who knows? Ah, uh, they always say that. It, the Epic Epic is forty percent over forty percent owned by Tencent, so there mm-hmm. is some, um, you know, question marks on who's running the show. Listen, oh, we, we we do talk a lot about Tencent, and there is actually some level of like reason to worry about these some of these Chinese game companies. I, we don't mean to fear monger at all, but like, I, I've played Monster Hunter Online, not Monster Hunter World. I played Monster Hunter Online through the QQ launcher, right in China. To Tencent. I, I, I have a Tencent account. I logged to the game. I downloaded it. And I, I played it. And playing that game, it literally installs Chinese spyware on your PC. No joke. It doesn't... It's not just... When you install the game, it literally comes to spyware. That after you close the game, it's trying to sell me the shop, these Chinese shopping websites were opening up in my background. <laughs> Pure, like, it's mind-blowing to me that on Tencent's own platform, on a game that they license, right? This is not some third party putting their game on Tencent's launcher. This is a game operated by Tencent themselves. That it literally comes with Chinese spyware installed. Like, and in order to get rid of it, you, you couldn't just delete the game. This was like full blown spyware. I, I think I ended up like reformatting to get rid of it. So if you want to, if you're curious about Monster Hunter Online in China, just be prepared to reformat or play in a virtual machine because you can get some some sweet sweet Chinese spyware if you download that. Nice. It's like MS. It's like what what do I call that? Salt in Chinese food. MSG. All right, it's like some MSG in your food. There you go. Chinese food always has lots of MSG. So it was just so wonky because you can you would never imagine like a, a Valve game coming pre-installed with spyware. Like it doesn't happen. Like yeah, you could get spyware from other websites, but like for such a massive company to actually install spyware. But arguably, but then again, when you install like Skype or any like Microsoft like DirectX, it asks if you want to install the Bing bar. But the Bing bar is basically spyware too, right? But it's not nearly as bad because <laughs> you can at least get rid of the Bing bar pretty easily. You can't get rid of the Chinese spyware as easily. All right, well, uh, speaking of upcoming games, I got I got a little one I like I want to quickly mm-hmm. mention. Uh, so back when Valve used to make video games, uh, they made Left 4 Dead, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And they quickly made Left 4 Dead 2. And what surprised me at the time was the, the pace, right? Between Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, it was a very short period of time relative to how long it takes Valve to, you know, usually uh, release games. So at the time, I was expecting, about, you know, Left 4 Dead 3, Left 4 Dead 4, uh, mm-hmm. but we never got that. But luckily, the guys who made Left 4 Dead uh, have their own studio, and they are making Back for Blood. I love the fact they kept the four going. Uh, 
they claim it's not a direct copy, right? But you know, you, you know it is. It's a co-op yeah, zombie shooter with four players. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, not much is known yet, but it sounds like fun, and I mm-hmm. will be playing it. I love co-op games. I think we need more of those. Um, so. You like co-op games? I'll play uh, Risk of Rain launched this last week, and I've been playing a decent amount of that personally. I played, I think, one round with you last night. Mm-hmm. And it's not a MO at all, but there are a few elements of the game I really like that I would like to see in more MOs. The, the roguelike elements, the RNG, I think is awesome. And I think once that game opens up the user uh, mods and stuff, it'll be even, even better. Also, I love the, the graphics um, and the music. Mm-hmm. I find especially beautiful in the game. It does a good job of setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated aspect. Sure. I want, I want to talk about a topic that I think a lot of people have been talking about this last week uh, about Sekiro. Not necessarily the game itself, but uh, the difficulty surrounding oh. the game oh. has created an, an, an unironic like shitstorm on, on Twitter. People are actually like unironically upset that the game was difficult and that there was no uh, no difficulty mode, which I found really I, I I I didn't think anyone would actually care about this or be upset about it. But uh, you know, let me show you a comment I made online, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of these as well. So people were actually upset that this game didn't have a difficulty option. Where like people were saying that, oh, it's so elitist, there's no difficulty option. So this one, uh, I think she's a writer. This this person is a writer at PC Gamer. You're a gamer and Games Radar. They wrote, holy shit, there's a lot of bad takes about difficulty and accessibility. Imagine saying that everything is for everyone. Imagine suggesting that you can't sit in a restaurant because of access issues and being told to fuck off and eat someplace else that's easier to get into. So I... I I take some offense with that comment because they're basically saying that your every game has to be accessible to everyone, and if not your game, there's something wrong with your game. I think that that premise is very much flawed. Even the idea that you know, saying, imagine suggesting you can't, you know, imagine saying that not everything is for everyone. I think it's a very important saying. I, I do think that not everything is for everyone. You know, you could easily make a game not designed for certain people. I, I made a comment uh, responding to that person on Twitter, saying not everything is for everyone. There's an elite powerlifting gym with exclusive membership. For serious MMA fighters and kickboxers, should your avid soccer mom be permitted to work out there? Of course not. There are plenty of gyms for casuals. And then I made a snarky comment and told him to go play Candy Crush because if they can't handle Sekiro, uh, go play Candy Crush. You know, the, the game shouldn't be made easier for your taste. The developers don't want to. If the developers want that easy mode, there's nothing wrong with that. They could do it. But like the developers actively chose not to put an easy mode. They put one mode in the game, and that's the normal mode, and that's it. You know, you don't like it? Go play Candy Crush. And they don't have to bend everyone's whim. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting and nuanced argument, Omar. But they got a blue check mark, and you don't, so checkmate. That's oof. They they, they got the check mark, boys, on Twitter. Yeah, Remo so. doesn't have the check mark. Looks like they win. That's it. You're done. Uh, yeah, I left a similar remark, basically trashing on this person. Um, yeah, this is an interesting dilemma, and you know, about a year ago, if you asked me what I seriously thought about this kind of nonsense arguments like this on Twitter, mm-hmm. I would have said it's a waste of time. It's just, it's just you know, trivial. But now that I think about it again, look, these people want to do this in all aspects of the world. And they mentioned that with the restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So if we don't stop them at gaming, right, if we, if we don't challenge them here, I think we're going to lose in, in the nonsense, you know, entertainment industry like games. Mm-hmm. These people are going to push this idea into the real world. So if you do argue with these people, don't feel like you're wasting your time. You gotta, you gotta, you know, block them at all areas. Because even this restaurant example is retarded. So ima- imagine you have a restaurant and it's known as the the, uh, the spiciest place in town. All the food is spicy, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing on the menu is mild. All right, like like a, a ten in an average restaurant is your is your one, right? And that's how you sell yourself. You know, that's mm-hmm. how you distinguish yourself. If you don't like spicy food, you know what you do? You don't go to that restaurant, right? 
mm-hmm. that's the argument this guy you know, someone should make in, on this lady I, I wonder what her response would be well they should have a mild option i don't know i how they should respond to you actually what really i didn't initially respond to this but what really grinded my gears is a lot of people were agreeing with her as well and i think one guy left a comment that really rubbed me the wrong way and he said the best innovation that mario kart has added in the like 10 plus years or 20 years however long the, the series has been around 20 years is the is the new Mario Kart on the Switch has an option now for auto steering, so you can, and, and if you play the new Mario Kart game, by default you can literally close your eyes. Not even joking, guys. No memes. You can close your eyes and hold down the A button and beat every single stage in the game because the game will auto steer for you. You will never hit. You know, you will never r- fall off the stage. It basically steers you automatically, and this is on by default. So the game is basically made accessible. So literally anyone can just play the game by closing their eyes and holding the A button down. And it's remarkable because I grew up playing Mario Kart. I played Mario Kart SNES, and I got my ass kicked until I learned how to play the game. And I'm trying to think that kids growing up playing Mario Kart today, where there is no incentive to actually learn how to play the game because by default it plays for you, you're never going to even master the basic mechanical skills to hold the controller. Like, how, how will you tie, you won't be able to tie your own shoes if somebody doesn't do it for you? Like, you have to learn how to get good at things. You have to learn get good. how to, like, you have to learn how to overcome challenges, right? And gaming has become, like, these, these poisonous ideas that this person is on Twitter about difficulty is, is working. This isn't, this isn't like, um, this person's opinion and their view is not like a obscure view. This is mainstream thought now. We have games that play themselves, like, mainstream Switch games auto play themselves now. And kids playing these games will never learn how to overcome challenges because they won't they won't they won't have challenges to overcome. It's absurd, and, and this this has long been an issue. I think affecting MMOs as well, where the default like they, thankfully modern MMORPGs still have difficult content, but the difficult content is at the end game. The entire leveling process, the entire first thirty hours of any modern MMORPG is a joke. Is accessible, you know, and it's really ruining the experience. I think. Yeah, I I agree, and again. I don't think if if it just ended at what you said at like games, I I I wouldn't even bother responding to people like this. But mm-hmm. I really think this kind of attitude is going to permeate into the next generation. If like you said, if people, if kids grow up never being, never failing, whether it's mm-hmm. at games or like at school, right? Whether it's dodgeball, they ban dodge, they ban tag in schools now. You know that tag is mm-hmm. tag is to contact the uh, male masculine toxic <laughs> male masculinity yeah. or something. So I I wonder like I said I more than mastery. I I also I think people need to fail. Mm-hmm. Right, if you and especially games, where there's no risk, right? If, if you don't yeah. fail at things, you don't learn what that's like and how to modulate yourself and you know work in the world. So mm-hmm. it is, uh, it is unfortunate. It's like I'm actually like really like if I had a kid, for example, right? There is no way on God's green earth they're playing Mario Kart Switch. No way, impossible. You know what they're gonna play? They're gonna play Super Mario World. They're gonna play uh, <laughs> play Super Mario Kart. They're gonna play all the all the. They're playing Mega Man X. Okay, if they can't beat Mega Man X, like you're not getting a new game until you beat Mega Man X. And that look, it's not a particularly difficult game for any you know adult gamer today. Or you know, we beat the game when we were young too. But you know, that's a game you're not gonna beat on your first sitting. You know, you're gonna wipe many times trying to fight those bosses, and then you're gonna actually learn how to overcome challenges. If you if you give your kid a uh, Kirby Epic Yarn today, that kid your your kid's fucked. He's never gonna have any challenge. Like, those Kirby games, like the DS Kirby games, like you just can't lose. They're designed so like there's no way to die. What what's your kid gonna learn playing those games? Nothing. My kid is gonna beat the shit out of your kid in any video game because he's gonna be playing Mega Man X, he's gonna be playing you know Super Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country, like these these. And I'll eventually give him like the Switch games as well, but 
his, his baseline is going to be actual games that require actual mechanical skill to beat. I wonder if kids, I mean, I wonder if parents are, are you know, we're old enough now that people mm -hmm. we know are having kids. And among the gamers of them, I wonder if they're going to do that. Were they going to start to kid off uh, with, with the older generations? And, you know, and speed up. It's like a progression server, but IRL. Like, yeah. So as a kid, you know, as when a kid's like five or six, he starts with NES, SNES. And then every year you step him up like one console. <laughs> I, I think it's actually a really good idea. I know, for example, our cousin who has uh, two kids, uh, you know, uh, w when they were visiting us, I remember uh, he bought his son the Kirby game for the DS. And he like, he told me, like, like Omer, like, you can't lose in this game. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, there's no way to actually lose in those Kirby games. They're such a, they're, they're, it's ridiculous. And I, I th these kids are going to be fucked when, they, when, when they're older, I'm telling you. They're, there's no chance. Like, they're going to have less, like, mental development. They're going to be less, you know, used to facing adversity. You know, if you can't, ah, uh, uh, the future is doomed, boys. Our kids are growing up playing, auto-playing games. So you know you're old, Omar. This, you're talking about how awful the next generation is going to be. They're going to be just fine. <laughs> No, if they're, if they're growing up playing auto-playing Mario Kart and Kirby games, no chance. No chance. Okay? When you get invaded by Somali pirates, then they, they won't be able to defend themselves, all right? Yeah, but yes, but had they played old-school 1.6 Counter-Strike, yes, they would they know how to, handle, how to handle that AK when they shoot it. Yes, when they, if they, had they played Mega Man X, they, they, they have the ability to overcome challenges, all right? Not just whine when they lose, all right? Not just cry about difficulty. You couldn't lower the difficulty in Mega Man X, okay? There was no difficulty to lower. There was just one mode, and that was it. Nowadays, a lot of games, you know, you, you put on I'm retarded mode, and you beat every game. You know, you beat the game. Maybe, oh, that's a good point. So imagine if uh, our games are just getting us ready for the next generation of technology. So autoplay is a big deal now, right, with uh, Chinese MMOs, mobile games. What yeah. if, in the future, we actually just, our phones just plug into our brain, and, and everything's on auto, autopilot? <laughs> So autoplay is actually training us to get ready for that. Maybe. I'm actually just generally worried, though, about the kinds of games kids are playing today. I, I really am. All right, Grandma. I'm, I'm not saying every kid, sh every game should be like Dark Souls or Sekiro. No, obviously not, okay? Like, the Dark Souls games don't make sense for kids. But Super Mario World wasn't, like, particularly a difficult game. But Super Mario World, compared to, like, literally any kid's Switch game today, is uh, even, like, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which, which is a good game. It's still so much, so painfully easy compared to like even Super Mario 64 or Super Mario World. It's insane. Okay. I, I can imagine a, uh, a panel of concerned parents. So like there's like an, an old lady and she's like, I'm concerned. There's too much blood, violence, blah, blah, blah. And then someone's turn. He's like, there's not enough blood. There's not enough challenge. They don't die enough. Yeah. The kids need to die some more. <laughs> Listen, but the, the parents don't know. Too. That's the problem. So I can't even blame the parents. Like, it's, not, it's not their fault. Okay. It just, it just. I don't. It, it, it's it's uh, it's weird. It's rough. It's I, rough. I, I tell you. I told you. Like I said, my kid's gonna be playing Mega Man X. He's gonna, my kid's gonna go through progression server of console experience. All right. He's going through all those old hard games. And if he can't beat Mega Man X, I'm gonna sit down with him and make sure he beats Mega Man X. All right. Ain't, ain't no son of mine gonna be unable to beat Mega Man X. That's like a great way to kill uh, enthusiasm for games for the for a kid. Make it homework. <laughs> like yeah, it's gonna be homework. And you can't, can't go to bed it. until you beat this level. <laughs> Maybe not, no. He's not going to be able to get any other... Look, if, if he doesn't want to play video games, that's fine, okay? But if he's playing video games, he's, he better be goddamn good at those video games, all right? Ain't no son of mine going to be a shitter at video games.
thing. You're like, you're you all like, think I'm memeing, but I'm not. You're like a right? boxer who's like kid doesn't want to be a boxer, but you're kind of forcing him to punch. No, no, no. no. If he doesn't want to play video games, I'm, I said that's fine. All right, okay. that's fine. He doesn't have to play video games. What if you? What if you only had daughters? Oof. Then frame shy. I, I, I guess I'll get them to play support in League of Legends or I mean, Heroes. I mean, Candy Crush is still an option. <laughs> There you go. I get to play Candy Crush. They'll play support in video games, all right? You know, play to their strengths. All right. Well, family planning aside, <laughs> what do we got here? Okay, let's talk about Rend. We mentioned it briefly, and I think it's another one of those uh, early access gone wrong stories. So first I'll bring up the page, Rend, Steam. So this game was an early access for several months. And is now uh, released out of early access today. And basically, it's a survival game with some kind of end condition, though, right? Have you heard of this more? Uh, vaguely. And I, I never actually played it because, I'm, if I remember correctly, it was a buy-to-play game. It was, yeah, and it's still a buy-to-play game, though yeah. it's on sale right now. But um, look cool, graphics look nice, interesting concept. But unfortunately, it kind of lang you know, languished in early access under a paywall. And now, even though it's out of early access, it's a $10 game right now. No, it's got 99 players online. And a game like this needs more. Uh, the servers are, you know, empty. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it can recover. Today's the first day out of early access, and it's given it no real... There's no chance. Yeah, the game no like this cannot, cannot survive on 87 players. I mean, it's supposed to be like Rust, you know, and Ark. Mm -hmm. I mean, these games need more than this many players per server to survive. And the game doesn't have it. I mean, this game is supposed to be a faction, a three-faction game. Yeah. So in a single server, this would be three factions. And there's only 30 players online per faction. This game is dead on arrival. It has to go free to play to have any kind of chance. And even then, you're still competing against, you know, like R Rust is a buy to play game. It, Rust is already dominating. Ark is doing well. Uh, Conan Exile is already out. It, you, this game has no chance as a buy to play title. Like, you can't incrementally make a game better. Argue, if this game is even incrementally better than, than Rust or Ark or Conan Exile, which I doubt it is, even if it is incrementally better, you, you can't charge money for this and expect people to play it. You have to be free to play to have any chance. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's obviously the Steam ratings are really mixed right now, so people have kind of lost hope. Mm -hmm. I did. I do recall last year there was a lot of um, enthusiasm for this, but I think mostly it was squandered. So, I mean, the, yeah, the enthusiasm really came from they kept billing themselves like, oh, you know, we're Frostgate Studios. We have some X Riders on our team. We got some X Blizzard people on our team. And usually when you say like, you know, X Blizzard, X Riot, like unless you like dropping names, like unless you're dropping like big boy names from like lead directors, lead game designers, like doesn't mean anything you know uh, we've seen kickstarter pages where they say like oh we have x sony online entertainment people and like you look at the people on the team and like hey this guy worked at customer support sony online entertainment you know like, I, I guess he did work at soe but you know the credibility doesn't really matter there unless you're like a senior person or a big shot at one of these you know name studios just just slapping you know x blizzard or x riot doesn't mean anything <laughs> uh, just show up to blizzard headquarters with a mop and a bucket and say can i volunteer for free to clean your bathrooms for a week please and then they say, oh, okay, sure. And then after that, you, you ex-Blizzard employee. There you go. That's what a lot of people are doing, though. With the, a lot of this Kickstarter most end up doing that, which is really weird. Yeah. So, yeah, probably, probably this one's probably not you know, looking so hot. Uh, um, we, we have another MO on the docket coming soon, boys. It's, it's Bless Unleashed. Right? Bless is Unleashed. Is anyone in the world excited for Bless Unleashed? Because I'm not. I have, I have no enthusiasm for this game. I think they're smart. They're going to scam a whole different audience. The console, That's true. Yeah, see? So they're smart. Yes, we don't have any interest because we got scammed already. Mm -hmm. But they're moving on to greener pastures, you know, virgin pastures here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the real victim here is Bandai Namco. How did this Korean sh Duke company convince Bandai Namco, which is a real company, to publish uh, their, their, you know, 
third try at the scam. I'll tell you how. It's very easy. And actually, like, shame on Bandai Namco for not for falling for the scam. What they did was, okay, you know, we have this IP, this world-leading IP, bless. You know, we sold a million copies in one week or 100,000, 200,000 copies on Steam in one week, which they probably did. There was a lot of hype for this game, right? I mean, let's not forget. Let's not talk about the 30% refund rate or some crazy refund rate for this game. But they sold a lot of copies in the first day. And Bandai Namco was like, whoa, you sold a lot of copies for this game. Let's, let's, and it's only on PC? Cool. We'll do it for, we'll do it for, uh, you know, for console because console MMOs are doing really well lately. You know, you have DC Universe Online on console as a top 10 game on the, on the PS4 store. You know, you have Path of Exile launched on PS4 and it's been out for Xbox One. You know, Microsoft just did Black Desert Online. So, you know, these MMOs can do really well on, on consoles. So they got hoodwinked because they saw the original numbers on, um, when they probably signed the deal, they saw the numbers on PC and they figured, you know, the console version, if it's improved with Unreal Engine 4, they can get even bigger numbers. Yeah, I, I, I guess they didn't do their you know, homework and realize what this company has delivered in the past. Though, like you said, just being Unreal 4, I think it will be a lot more fluid, technically less technical issues, but I have low faith in their ability to make it like a, a game of any kind of length. I think people are going to download it and play it for like a week, a month, and then quit. The somebody asked me if I would play. I wouldn't play it out of principle. Yeah, I'm not playing this game out of principle. They're actually like like the, the developers of Bless are actual scammers. They literally like knowingly lied. There was no bad intentions. They just literally outright lied. I mean, that's rare. You know, we say some things are scams sometimes, but very often it's not like an outright scam where they know they're lying. It's just people that are, you know, dreaming big and they're not intentionally scamming you. But the NeoS people were intentionally scamming you because they promised that the PC version for the Western release would be revamped, completely different, changed, all the bugs were going to be fixed. And it launched and nothing was fixed. And the blessed version was like two years behind the old Russian, the old Russian version, when we played like two and a half years ago, it had the Mystic class. They still know Mystic class in the in the current version of the game. So not only is it a buggy hot mess that they didn't fix, it's it's two years behind on content. It was garbage, complete scam. Yeah, it's still there are still like 300 people playing it right now on Steam, yeah. which is surprising. I guess some people, you know, there's there's some there's something is for everyone. I guess <laughs> it actually blew my mind that some people were like. Talking, I was in the general chat, chat in the game saying this game was shit, right? On the first day, like the fuck, they just lied to us. Nothing is fixed. It's a light, hot mess. And like, dude, give the game some time. It just launched, and I was just seething. This game didn't just fucking launch. This game has been out for like three years in Russia and in Korea, and it didn't just launch. It's been out forever, and they don't fix anything. And people, the people that defend the shittiest of the shit games, it blows my mind. That's a that's a common scam too. They'll say, bro, it's an early access, it just came out, but they don't realize the game is like you said, years old already. Mm-hmm. So though this this console version is going to be built on Unreal Engine 4. They said it's going to be completely rebuilt. So arguably, it could be fixed. You know, they could fix the performance issues, right? That's possible. But still, uh, I'm already avoiding this one out of principle. All right. Well, sp- speaking of off off platform MMOs, mm-hmm. I got I got one for you. Project SU. This was revealed SU? at S Project SU. I don't know what that stands for. Hold on. Super Universe. That's my guess. Maybe. So this is being co-developed by Long Entertainment in China and Epic Games, which is what that surprised me. This is apparently it's not just being licensed. This is actually, you know, Epic is actually working to some degree on this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a mobile MMORPG. And like a lot of these trailers with the UI hidden, it looks really good. So let's watch it. <laughs> I love these uh, mobile trailers that, don't, that, don't, that show the UI hidden, make it look really pretty. Let's see. Yep, yep. Let's skip the story nonsense. Oh. It's kind of, kind of, kind of giving me that vibes for over that one Overwatch level with the with the, with the in Japan. 
Now, is this related in any way to Long, the MMORPG on the PC? I thought about that when I saw the name of the developer, but I don't know. But I, I, like, I like the theme in this because, it, like, as you can tell here, it's modern era. So there's like roads and cars, you know. These kids I saw the playing. paper airplane. It had to be modern. They didn't have paper airplanes in ancient China. All right. Origami, dude. Have you have you even origamied? Oh, this is really cool. The fact that it's modern is actually pretty interesting because you don't really see very many modern MMORPGs. It's, it's it's clearly got fantasy elements as well, but in in a modern setting, which is cool. The character models are so Chinese, though. That one girl walking down the street, like she looks so Chinese. Just the character model itself. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm glad to see some people trying to make real. It looks uh, very anime. I it looks like it's gonna have like an actual open world, uh, at least overworld, I should say, like maybe maybe a city to walk around in. Um, mm -hmm. not, it won't just be menus. Yeah. I I'm not sure if that's you know, I'm kind of curious. Is it related to the PC version? Uh, I don't I don't think so. World of Kings, it's called. They, they, and we do know this game will be coming in an English version. There will be an international English version. And it will specifically be an MMORPG. So it's not just another waifu collector. It will be an actual MMORPG. It will be English for sure. The game promises four races, nine classes, and 27 unique advanced specializations. Whatever that means. Ooh, advanced uh, specializations. PvE dungeons as well as PvP battlefields with different mechanics. I'm, I look at that because Alice Wang emailed me. This is their official PR department, and it was at a, at a Gmail address. It's a little questionable, but it's, yeah, they World of Kings. Look, you know what? It looks ambitious. All right, I'm I'm rooting yeah. for it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Chinese MMORPGs typically are very iffy. I I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Have I played any good Chinese MMORPGs? Not really. Maybe like Perfect World, forever ago. Which, like, yeah. Perfect Chinese World Mobile is killing it. By the way, hundred million dollars in one month. A Perfect World Mobile is actually one of the biggest games in the world right now, too. Age of Worship. I'm thinking of Revolution Online, too, but Revolution Online was absolute duke. Uh, Revolution Online gets like a double double thumbs down from Rebo Boys. Double. That's a double thumb. This, this game looks pretty. There's no UI. We're not seeing any actual gameplay, so it's very hard to judge it. Yep. So the studio is called Long, but the game is called World of Kings, right? It's called World of Kings? I thought it was called Project SEO. Unless I'm saying business cooperation from World of Kings. Oh, so maybe okay. So maybe what I was project is probably like the in development name. And they and they decided on a on a on an English name. I, I got to show you the email they sent me. Okay, they said dearmos.com. From uh, these are the guys from the video in the background. It's cool that I got the opportunity to write to you. I've been following your videos and posts for a really long time. First, I'd like to thank you so much for all these brilliant video contents you produced. <laughs> Yeah, just like content. Video yeah. contents you produced. Ooh, that just basically says, you know what? You try to be nice. That's fine. There's no way you watch any of the videos. That's cool. You know, you don't have. I, I hate this idea that like you have to fake familiarity because it happens all the time. Because we get emails from advertisers, from people that want like us to talk about their games. They always say, like, oh, I've been following your channel for a long time, and they and obviously they haven't based on what they've said, right? It just they put these generic terms in there, and it's so clear that they have no idea. Like, I, I hate this fake familiarity. It's cool. Don't put that there, you know? Yeah, I hate that these can't... It sounds so cheesy. I'd rather not do it. Greetings. Take our money to promote our product. Yeah. <laughs> Here are yeah. our rates. Do you accept? How about that? Basically. Yeah, there you go. That's even better. Get right to the point, boys. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, speaking of getting paid, I think... Uh, 
uh, Aeon wanted us to do a video for their game. Again, they got a new patch coming out, 6.5. And uh, they, they offered us 300 bucks to make a video. So that's Ooh. a lot. That's like a chunk of change, boys. Uh, for the PC one? Yeah. When are they going to start releasing and pushing their mobile one? I know their mobile Aeon's supposed to be coming the out. The mobile one is out, but it's oh, not it? really been advertised too much. Oh, man. They got to blitz that. I know, right? Swolg, rad guy? Yeah, that's fine. That's like the ideal email. Like, hey, I, I don't know who you guys are. Just check out our game. That's fine. Be, be honest. I hate this, the fake familiarity. It's just, it's, it's a no-go. Anyway, let's look at Altai. Let's look at the, the OG long. All right, Altai? All right, let's see. This is, this is, this is the OG long, all right? This is actually a garbage video. This looks very... Oh, no, no. If you go to one minute, you'll, you'll see some actual gameplay at one minute. How long did this one last? I, I remember playing this, actually. This is actually. still going, Altai. This oh, is still going? going? Oh, my God. This is long, the power of the dragon. Give me a poggies in the chat if you've played this game or heard of this game. All right, I bet I bet so few people have heard of this nonsense game. I think Europeans have a better chance of having heard of it because even in America, we had to play on the European service. Yeah, it was through uh, the Game Forge, the Game Ago or something. Yeah, I imagine most people have never heard of this. I am blown away. This game is still going though. That's remarkable after all this time. This is like your your generic fantasy MRPG. They Beautiful. boast dazzlingly detailed 3D graphics, enchanted kung fu combat with spectacular aerodynamics. What the hell does that mean? So our game has spectacular aerodynamics. I wasn't aware like these games were like vehicles. They were just trying to test their speed. Intelligent pets can transform into marvelous mounts. Vast array of skills to master and enhance your weapon talents. Oh yeah, the game is called Long. If you want to play a random uh, game, uh, this game is somehow still around. If it ain't Man 2, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I mean, Man 2 is around. Honestly, Man 2, I think, was a better game than this one. Man 2, boys, had some, had something to it, all right? There's a little bit of charm had there. something to it. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you got, Alton? Anything else spicy for us? Uh, well, uh, WoW had a free weekend, uh, but I didn't even bother checking it out. I No. It's apparently doing really bad right now. A, a lot of old-time players are uh, quitting. Asmongold has been shitting on that game for a while now. Yeah, he so quit. That's all I know. He, has, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's been hating on it. Yeah. But we, we talk shit about WoW too, but the game is still like by by far the biggest MRPG in the West. You know, Not the world, obviously, but in the West. I do think it's taking a bigger hit this time than with previous expansion, like highs. You know, I, There's always a drop-off after an expansion. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, this one seems especially poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's some there's some good points. Uh, basically, they've removed any kind of uh, challenge from the reward of items. You can it's basically all RNG now, it's it? all RNG. You can do you can do really easy content, five man content, and get a piece of gear. It's better than somebody who's doing like a mythic raid. Uh, Yikes! So it's, so it's pretty stupid. It Odds are low, but how, how hard they've been hit though. Like, I mean, Blizzard is their stock price is down like fifty percent in the last like since since BlizzCon actually. Blizzard stock price got chopped in half, boys. Twenty five billion dollars. In value evaporated, gone, poof, gone. I think uh, Overwatch too has kind of been losing some steam as well. But they, they did report some pretty interesting numbers. They sold a few new Overwatch teams for like some crazy amounts, like millions and millions of dollars. I know Comcast is building their own like Overwatch arena in like Philadelphia, I think. Mm -hmm. So I did the Overwatch the esports scene is still getting some buzz, but I, I, I'm not too optimistic on it. It has definitely been stagnant. Yeah, this one one year chart for uh, Blizzard looks. Yikes. Yeah, and there's 25 billion of value just gone, poof, in the last, you know, six months. So if you're invested in Activision Blizzard, 
don't look at your don't look at your portfolio or be prepared to jump out the window all right as they say i think uh unity actually helped reveal call of duty mobile uh yeah have you seen the trailer or anything is there a trailer no i know i know they wanted to come out of uh call of duty mobile they were thinking about releasing it outside of china which mm -hmm. is interesting necrolite which prime much love necrolite i can't find any good trailers for it yeah oh here's something Let's see if it's any good who's excited for call of duty mobile all right. Nobody. Literally nobody. <laughs> I think it's like these these games don't have an audience in America yet. Like the American mobile game market is pretty iffy right now. It's not nearly as developed as the Asian market. And th these mobile games are so weird. Like these mobile shooters, like they have like built in auto aim, which is really weird. Well, you can't. Have you ever tried playing one of these games? Uh, I think I played Knives Out the one time on stream. Remember when it first came out? Yeah. And I, I was hiding in a bunker or something, and I just died. Yeah, it, it auto-aimed, too. Like, a lot of these shooters have auto-aimed built into them, which is very wonky. We have dignity in the West. Yeah, I guess we do, maybe. Combat arms? I don't, they don't have, I don't think they have combat arms. They, just, they, have, they have a lot of mobile FPS games. Some of those um, old Korean lobby shooters have, like, mobile versions out now. and They're all free to play. They're taking our jobs. Use that money to pull waifus. PUBG Mobile is huge in the West, yeah. I have no self-respect. Gonna play it. Nice. To Gary the Draft. We had um, a somewhat of a shutdown this week, right? Um, Dragon Nest in Europe only. It's yeah. shutting down. It, it is still available uh, for in the West. This is this also kind of grinds my gears with MMOs. I mean, it's a lot of games, MMORPGs and MMOs do this very often where there's a European publisher and an American publisher. Makes no sense. There's no reason that Dragon Nest was published separately in Europe and America. The player base of this game is not that big anyway. And you divide the player base by two regions? Makes no sense. And they were both used on different versions of the game. So the updates are always kind of different. And you, you know. And now that the EU version is shutting down, there's no transfers to the NA version. So what's going to happen? Oh, right. Are all those characters gone? Or is the publisher going to launch another version? No. There should only be one publisher for you know both regions. Maybe if your game has like a billion players, yeah, make regional publishers. But it's so stupid, I think, for your especially between Europe and America, Europe and North America, like maybe South America or, or like Asia where it's different. Yeah, I, I kind of understand the localization problems there. But if you're in EU and you're in America, share the same publisher, bigger player base, everybody wins and less likely have a chance to, for the server to shut down. When you have two publishers, it, it's hard to make money as well because your audience is half the size. So this, this is just a, this just sucks. If you played the, the cherry credits version of Dragon Nest. Yeah, GDPR probably killing a chance of accounts being moved. Not like that would happen anyway. Well, sometimes when games shut down, they do give you a chance to move publishers. It has happened before, so I don't want to write that off. And I know GDPR. We can't. We, we can't necessarily blame GDPR for this one, but we know for a fact that the when International Ragnarok Online banned all EU accounts, that was specifically because of GDPR. International Ragnarok Online, the gravity that that self publishes International Iro International Ragnarok, they didn't want to deal with GDPR, so they banned all the European users. Now, European users can still play the European version of the game, but previously a lot of Europeans just played on the more popular international Ragnarok, but they lost all their accounts and there's nothing they could do, which kind of sucked. Do you think we're going to see a full-scale MMORPG from Epic anytime soon? Because they have all this money now, and they're clearly not averse to splashing their um, Fortnite mm -hmm. money. They made a store, they're paying for exclusives, they're hosting $100 million in esports money for Fortnite. 
so I I I just I, I think the guy running it right he Sweeney he just wants you know games to like grow I don't think he's you know pinching pennies here so he yeah, could, I, yeah. I, but why would he pour money to like a genre that's pretty stagnant in the West maybe like because again Enmo could do well if it's on mobile and in Asia. Like that's really the growth driver for MMOs right now is like the mobile Asian market, not even American, like Western mobile, Asian mobile is where it's booming. Well, it could, it could do something hybrid where it works on, remember there's like Fortnite works on mobile. It's yeah, big on mobile. True. So mm-hmm. he has the resources. I remember so many games and there's so many, there's already so much talent that is experienced making MMOs on Unreal. So he could, he mm-hmm. could hire, you know, all those various talents in Korea, in America, mm-hmm. in Europe. There's so many people used to making Unreal MMORPGs. So he could ask them, "What do you, what do you guys need to make it work properly?" And they could put that into Unreal, you know, engine updates. Like I think that the, the state of a uh, off the bin battle royale would have been much worse if it wasn't for Fortnite, because all the all the changes they and edits and upgrades they made to Unreal Engine to support mm-hmm. Fortnite are also available to anyone else now that uses the engine. Yeah, because of the engine. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if Epic makes like, even a mediocre MMORPG, just the tools and updates they make to the engine to make it work can be used by everyone else to make better MMORPGs. No, I think that's a good point, because we, we already see a lot of, uh, like, we've, we've already seen a lot of MMORPGs built on Unreal Engine 3 yeah. and 4. So, and and they're all kind of playing with the engine their own way. They just kind of made a, like, a template for an MMO on their own. It'd be huge. Even that, you know, the air game coming out is built on Unreal Engine. You know, we, we're still seeing Unreal Engine powered MMOs. So, yeah, I think it'd be very, you know, it would be smart for them to kind of make that template. Yeah, again, guys, just think of it as a... There's already so many companies paying licenses to Unreal, right, for their MMOs. Mm-hmm. So making just internally a base, you know, mediocre baseline MMORPG would just, I think, help the technical aspect of it. And again, I now, maybe this won't make the most money, right? But clearly, he's not averse to burning his Fortnite money. He's burning it on so many different things. So, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone's going to do it, just, you know, even if it means burning money, it's him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They don't have any big franchise... To- to do it with you know and i don't know i i don't see them making it but i think it'd be, if they just made some kind of template it'd be a good idea like it doesn't have to be a game set specifically they could just make like a tools for mo makers you know on the unreal engine yeah make make that process easier for them rather than making a game on their own mm-hmm. but yeah, it could happen yeah I, I i'm gonna i think there's a good chance of that and i think they can pull it off in a way that amazon can't so mm-hmm. a few of these big companies that are trying to make mmos with you know, amazon i don't know if they have the you know, tools to do it, but I think Epic does. Yeah, I mean, they, they got they got a lot of that big old Fortnite money. Mm-hmm. Big Fortnite money, boys. Yeah, I mean, we we've seen Unreal Engine stutter with large scale MMOs. I mean, so many Unreal powered games have just had big lag issues. Including, I mean, Terra's made Unreal too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Xanaxel, so, yeah. I would dispute that. I I don't think these comp- Amazon and Google have everything they need, especially Google. At least Amazon licensed um, CryEngine, uh, and made it call you know call it Lumberyard. But even Lumberyard, I, 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 there's no history of it you know being used to host MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you like it or not, and I agree with you guys, Unreal Engine is not a great engine for MMORPGs. But mm-hmm. there are still dozens and dozens of MMORPGs on Unreal. So yeah. the experimentation and technicals are there. But still, I feel like they're chasing such a small piece of the market. Like, what are the big Unreal-powered games? You know, like the biggest MMORPGs are not on Unreal, I don't think. I mean, Terra is not a very big game. It's, and a lot of these it's big... pretty big still. I mean, Black Desert Online is, like, probably multiples bigger than Terra. Mm, maybe. I mean, how, I how, many, how many players do you think are playing Terra right now on Steam Altai? I mean, Steam is... Remember, Terra is available on PS4, Xbox, off Steam, yes. and Steam. I know. 
So wh- what is the number on Steam? Tell me. 700. Okay. Uh, average, uh, 30 average of 940. Currently 700. So 940 players. I mean, they, they peaked at like some 25,000 on Steam. Obviously, I think more people play Terra off Steam than on Steam because it's been available mm-hmm. through the mass launcher for a long time. But, yeah, but the numbers for these Unreal powered games, you know, they're not great. Is Blade and Soul powered by? Um, I think it by, is. Uh, Unreal. It is. It is. Yeah, it's also Unreal Engine as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'd be a good uh, list for next week, guys. Yeah, All Unreal the Unreal Engine. Engine yeah, there's a lot of them. I imagine. I feel a lot. There of are. Those, um, there are a lot. Anime and more RPGs might be on there too that we don't know. We don't really you know, talk too much about. You know what's interesting? Uh, there's a, a recent game came out. It's not an MMO. Yo. A recent game came out by Nintendo. It's on Unreal Engine. Does anyone know which one it is? There's a Nintendo game on Unreal Engine. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna Google it. So you. I'm not sure. All right. Well, you guys probably saw it now as I typed it. But this game is uh, on Unreal. Yoshi's Crafted World. Wow. Isn't that odd? I, never, I wouldn't have thought. Today I learned, boys. Yeah. Today I learned. <laughs> learn something new every day. See, it looks really cute, but it, it doesn't look like it's worth $60. This looks like a $20 game. I think the last Yoshi game I played, like dedicated Yoshi game, was Yoshi's Story on Nintendo 64. And I was so disappointed by that game. It was way too easy, and it was like five levels. It was it was it was a, it was a no go. So Yoshi's Island was a good game. That was on SNES. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends is also built on some unmodified uh, Unreal. Is it? I Not it was modified Unreal. Source. Modified uh, Source. Modified Source. Yeah. yeah. We so. have a big update for uh, for. Moo Legend, but I, I can't imagine too many players are still excited for Moo Legend. Altai, are you still excited for Moo Legend? I am super excited for Moo Legend. I find it hard to believe. How dare you? The game averages looks like 200 players online on Steam over the last uh, 30 days. And it's, I don't know, this, it's Path of Exile or Diablo-style game with actual MRPG elements rather than just, you know, more ARPG. But honestly, I'd rather play Path of Exile. I'd rather play Diablo 3. Well, do you know what engine Moo Legend is on? Are they on Unreal? They are on Unreal. But they're launching a big update, new character class coming, a nice, big, booby, busty lady called Black Phantom. You know, they should have made her black. Thoughts? Black? Which one? Yeah, her, the, the update, her, her character is called the Black Phantom, right? Her oh. class is called the Black Phantom. The update that's coming out that raised the level cap to 80 is called the Black Phantom update. And they have the big, busty girl. Why can't they make her black, huh? Webzen is racist confirmed. Thoughts? You know, you know, you know what's kind of racist? Whenever any game has like the witch doctor, female witch doctor class, they're always black. Yes, <laughs> that's true. They're always black. <laughs> you know what game was? Me. You know what game was uh, progressive for its time, guys? Diablo two. The paladin was black. All right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It was a black dude. I don't think black people sell very well in Asia. Be South Stream. Oh, well, that's a good point too. They're obviously aiming at a homogenous population with these Korean games. Talk about representation. I think Apex Legends has like the. There's a huge, like, you know, there, I think there's like one white person in the whole game. Like, you have a big representation of minorities in that game. Man, the pally was 10? Dude, that guy was black, all right? That, play, that was a whole black I played black, D2 man. a lot, all right? I know what I'm talking about with D2. I can't tell you how many times I've killed Bale, and I've killed it as a black man, all right? <laughs> with those hammers floating around me, all right? That, that, that boy was black. Diablo 2 Paladin. We're going to settle this out there. Let's look it up. Paladin Diablo 2. Right, he's as black as they come. This boy is straight from the Ivory Coast. There's no doubt. Don't tell me this guy is tan, all right? 
Put this boy on the on this on the stream all day. There's Paladin Diablo too. Alright. What do we got here? Alright, this guy right here. Okay. Alright, he's from the Order of Zakarum. Even the name Zakarum gives me some kind of tribal African vibe. That's racist. No, no, come on. Come That's on, Zakarum. racist. There we go. This boy, this boy's black. Sick that tan. boy ain't no tan. He ain't tan. Don't tell me this guy's tan. Uh, <laughs> I know. I think I covered this last week too. But um, oh, Blizzard put a whole bunch of their older games on uh, GOG, and Diablo mm -hmm. Two was not among them. Which uh, leads me to think uh, that they are actually working on a Diablo Two remaster, the same way they are with War Three and StarCraft One. So that's really cool. I'm really excited for that. You know, War Two. I mean, Diablo Two was like one of my most you know, played games growing up. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm still, I'm hyped for um I'm hyped for Warcraft Three Reforged. Yeah, D yeah, D two remaster definitely. I I think it's like a, I think it's like almost hundred percent now that they're working on that. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, they would they would put on GOG along with Warcraft One and Two, which came on there recently. Yeah, and Diablo One. Yeah. So yeah, there's no doubt it's happening. Cool, cool, cool. All right, what else do you got? We have the Moo Legend update. There's, I, I mentioned the pregame. We have the we have the DDO update coming, but that's pushed back to April 30th. It's pretty remarkable. That, again, they uh they basically announced the update for April 11th. They announced it like today, the same day they announced it. They pushed it back 19, 19 days. How do how do you do that? How do you announce your game coming out on April 11th and the same day? Oh, JK, we're pushing it back to April 30th. Like what? Pretty wonky. Well, here's a here's a little fun fact. So you were Dauntless. Yeah. Uh, so it's free to play. It's available now. But uh, interestingly, actually, is it free to play? I don't even remember. I made yeah. that up. Oh, it is free it is to free play. play. It is free to play. So they were supposed to be coming out on Steam, uh, but now they go to the Epic Store instead. Ooh, Epic poached another one. Yeah, it matters less because it's free on. It's free anyway, right? But uh, mm -hmm. it is interesting to see that. Now here's a question, for you, more and perhaps the audience. Imagine you ran a game, free or buy to play. Would you launch? Uh, on both Steam and Epic, or just Epic, or well, just it depends Steam. a lot. If you're if you're like uh, let's say you're Borderlands Three, for example, or any kind of big game that like well, I feel like Borderlands Three has a big audience that are going to buy it no matter what platform it's on, right? Those guys that have a dedicated audience, they're going to launch it on the platform that gives them the most money. They're going to launch on their own platform and they're going to launch on Epic because they can make more money that way. Now, if you're more of an obscure game, you're going to launch on both. There's no reason like a smaller game shouldn't launch on both platforms. You want to get you want to get the pull. You want to make your game as easy accessible as possible if you need the audience. Well, but if now you're a let's game say that Epic. Looking for, now let's say Epic offers you a check for say hundred thousand dollars. Oh. If you list only on, let's say you're, let's say you're Dauntless, okay? You're Dauntless. Okay, you're Dauntless. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? You're not a huge game, but you're not like zero either. You know. Now it, you have to run the numbers because you know by putting yourself on both platforms, you have more users, and your game isn't so big that you be able to pull users onto like Epic just for that. But if the hundred thousand dollars is gonna, it might be, if if it's a big deal to them, yeah, they should they should go with the hundred. They they should take the hundred k. You gotta run the numbers over there though. Yeah, I I think I think they're I, they might be offering more than that. I have no clue. I made that number up. Yeah. But I mean, they must be offering you know money to a lot of these developers. Of course, otherwise they would be exclusive. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they they would be exclusive. They they put it on both stores. Like that's the default. We'd be putting it on both places. Unless if you're a giant company, I can understand you putting it on just Epic Store. But Epic is definitely giving them maybe like even a low, maybe like a no cut or a lower cut or some money up front. Yeah. I, I, again, my, my point of the experiment was I really don't blame these companies for mm -hmm. 
going with yeah, Epic. I mean, it's such a big difference. 12 versus, what, 25 now? Yeah. Between 30 I mean, and 25. Ultimately, I mean, I feel like it's, it's interesting that a lot of gamers are very anti-Epic, but, like, I feel like we should be pro developers, you know, like as much as like how convenient steam is, it, it is taking a big chunk of money away from game developers, right? They have to pay the big platform fees. That's a lot of money. You know, a any money that steam gets the developers don't get, especially if they're like not giant companies where they can't afford, they, they can afford to give that money away, you know? So I, I do want, like I play Final Fantasy 14 off steam. And if I, if I can choose to play off steam or on steam, I, I, I want to choose off steam. I, I want Square Enix to get paid the full amount. Like, I don't want Steam to get, you know, 15, 20, 25% of my monthly revenue. Like, I, I want to support the game developers that for the games that I'm most passionate about. Yeah, and well, the, but there are some legit concerns for the user end. The, Steam, uh, the Epic Store currently doesn't have nowhere near the features. Yeah, of course. The usability features that Steam has. But, I, but honestly, I think just with the amount of money they have, that they can correct all that within a year, hopefully. So we'll... So I don't blame people for not making the switch, but I also think you, we can't blame the developers for making the switch. Yeah. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got anything else out there? We got a pretty late week this week. I think okay. Here, well, here's a here's a uh, conspiracy theory. Okay, some Freud. I love conspiracy theories. Right, some Freud. Here. I'm Freud here. Okay, Doctor Freud. All right, Doctor Freud, what's up? I think a lot of people, and someone mentioned it in the Steam. That's why, and in chat, that's why I thought of it. There are a lot of people being confronted with the fact that they don't own their Steam games. Because of mm -hmm. Epic Store, if, if if the Epic Store takes off, I'll, maybe your Steam games will be stranded, or you have you know, it's very mm -hmm. nebulous, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there is some of that going on. Interesting. I think people collect Steam games the way they collect like physical games. Some people, I know yeah, people I who so. buy games on sale that tell me ahead of time they're never gonna play it, but yeah, they just—that's true. I guess they're just like having a list. I don't know. It's a no. Hold on. It's like, it's like filling out your Pokédex. I, I I see the appeal there. Really? I don't. It's, yeah, it sounds do. like total. Just, just write game a check instead and just mail it. Hold on. I, I pay for Humble Monthly, and I, I, ninety nine percent of the games in Humble Monthly I've never redeemed. I think you're making a, a poor financial decision there. Then. <laughs> what do you? Do you disagree? Uh it is definitely a poor financial decision, but it's only ten. Uh oh, Omar's dying on us. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting... Okay, yeah. Okay, so I think we can... Okay, here, oh, there's more. Let's end on this note, okay? Let's end shitting on Discord store together. So apparently the Discord store, you lose your account and your games if you use words like retarded or something in chat in Discord. You lose your account if you say bad words? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to test... Her. I, I think it's a little bit um, inflated, though. I, I've been reading some weird things. Let's try it. Retard. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I went to a random Discord channel. I'm gonna type bad words. Nothing happens. Really? But I think they're working. That's. I think it's gonna. Oh no! I should say this. Sponsored channels. You can't say bad words. Not okay. like the bullshit little ones we make. Okay. That's not yeah. good though. I don't think this this censorship thing is is going a bit too far. Yeah, it is. And so I I think Discord is the one I don't want to be to put my money in. I don't want my game library to be built into Discord. By the way, guys, there was a free game in the Discord store last week. Did you guys take it? What was it? Uh, let me check. I did it. I, I haven't played it yet, but I just downloaded it because I wanted... To. Okay, Minion Masters. It looks like a shitty mobile port, but it was the first free game that I saw on the Discord server or channel, uh, library, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And I, I downloaded it um, just so I could say I got a game on Discord. Nice. All right.
my 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 nest my nest been a bit wonky for the last ten minutes or so. All right, well, don't worry. We can move on to the pre post game. All right, so, we'll call it here. Thanks for watching, everyone on YouTube. All right, take care. To the post game.